We call it the Deep Dive Podcast because one of the things that me and Miles love to do is we love to deep dive into the things that we watch, whether it be a movie or a TV show. That's just one of the ways that we just process what we've just watched, what we just uh, got to experience. And um, this episode today is, I personally think, one of the most deep diveable episodes that we've ever done. Me and Miles dive deep into this movie. The movie is called Changeling. And it's a Clint Eastwood-directed film starring Angelina Jolie. And uh, if you have not seen this movie, before you listen to today's episode, I highly recommend that you find it wherever you can and watch the movie first. Because we dive deep into not just the characters, not just the plot points, but we also go into the historical accounts of what really happened. Because unfortunately, the story that you're, you know, that is contained within this film is not a work of fiction. Uh, This very much happened. And as we were going to kind of dive into, uh, Clint Eastwood does a really good job at sticking with the original story as best he possibly can. And that just makes this movie even more horrifying. So sit back, relax, crack open a drink, get yourself some popcorn, settle in and get comfy because today we are doing the biggest deep dive project we've ever done the 2008 movie, Changeling. Podcast, the podcast where two best friends come together and review the latest TV shows and movies, everything from anime, DC Comics, Marvel uh, uh, movies and TV shows to dramas and sci-fi stuff like Doctor Who, Goodfellows, all everything in between. I am your host, Miles Jones. And I am Seth Walters. And today we will be going over the movie Change Ling. Uh, for those of you who are new here, uh, me and Seth uh, have uh, our own lists and lists and picks. Sorry, of uh, different movies and TV shows, uh, and we created a generator to just jumble them all up. And this time, this was Seth's pick. What a movie! What a movie! <laughs> First of I all, I mean. As I said last episode, when we picked this, um, this is my wife's one of my wife's favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of those deals where, like, I, I I remember watching this around Christmas time in 2008 when it came out on DVD, and then um, uh, I didn't watch it again until I showed my, you know, wife. And this was shortly after we got married. She was like, "I want to watch a good, like, deep movie," and I was like, "Well, have you ever watched the movie Changeling?" And she's like, no. And I'm like, it's got Angelina Jolie. Told her a little bit about it. She was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And uh, by the end of, of that journey, uh, my wife was an emotional wreck. And uh, she doesn't get emotional with a lot of movies. Uh, this movie, though, she uh, wrecked her. Now, I can honestly say, though, this is the first time I've seen this movie probably since I watched it with her. Was it almost 10 years ago? 
And as a father of three now, boy, did this movie really hit me hard. Like really hit me hard. Um, I was like, there was a couple of times I was an emotional mess. I was like, this is not what I remember at all. Um, But yeah, dude, it's rough, rough as rough as hell. Yeah. Even I, uh, I rewatched it uh, uh, yesterday just to make sure I didn't, uh, uh, you know, miss anything and everything was just so gut-wrenching and terrible and i'm just yeah. like uh, and i it, we're we're gonna we're gonna get through the movie but i i had the thought and i and i just i was telling seth this just a few minutes ago off camera and also uh through text message people with power white people with power <laughs> <laughs> can can as we'll see later on in the movie do some wonderful things but uh if it's like the 1920s (laughs) ah probably not probably not uh and not just to anyone else but just to anyone who isn't a straight christian white man if if you're not not that and i mean like that's throughout time now but back then white woman ah, beneath you beneath us like everyone else if you're if you were foreign not even that if you're american and white you know what i'm saying and i'm just like sheesh this is it there's a mm, good there's a there's a comedian named uh, Mark Mark Norman that has this has this joke about like <laughs> like back in the back in the twenties, uh, uh, white people were were racist against Irish, <laughs> like like they were yeah. you know, like they were they were picking among their own race and being yeah. shitheads about it like. I mean, yeah. this is like, you know, this is like roaring 20s. This is like smack dab Great Depression on the yeah. outbreak of World War Two. Like, yeah. I mean, and we, I made the joke not to get political, but like you made the comment of like, uh, like this police department was super corrupt. And I was like, was <laughs> was you act like this? You act like this has stopped. well you just you just don't hear i mean i hadn't even this so the the changeling is 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 based off of uh uh, some true events that actually did did happen and we're going to get into that but even even that i couldn't i couldn't like really like fathom what like really like no like the police wouldn't like really do anything like this but i'm just like well i mean even if even if they didn't have mob ties, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, ain't no way right. like that. But I'm just like, well, yeah, dude, dude. I mean, I just like, well, first of all, I, I, I you know, because you brought up the fact that this is based off of a true story. Yeah, Um, I I have to give kudos to the director of this movie, uh, Clint Eastwood, because yeah. You know, it's always it's always tough to take our true event and make a movie out of it, because obviously you have a very limited time to tell the story. So a lot of times you have to combine things or you have to summarize uh, by creating a whole separate event, so on and so forth. However, though, in all my research about the true event, 
this movie follows it pretty closely. And there's a lot of details that he puts in the movie that if you know the true story, they're like Easter eggs. And I'll get to what they are as we as we go along. Like and so the reason why I'm bringing this up is because this might just be it. And I'm basing this all, you know, off of like recent films I've I've seen. This just might be one of the better historical, you know, non-fictional movies that I've seen recently as far as keeping pretty close to what actually happened. Accuracy. Yeah. Right. Which is which is hard to do and rare to do. But holy shit, man. Um, yeah, this movie wrecked me. The first thing I want to like, I guess it's, it's hard to even know where to even like start the because um, I kind of was like you in the fact that like the first time, you know, I, I watched this for the podcast, I was just so captivated by rewatching it that I subsequently actually um, found a summary video on YouTube and I watched that as like a as like a secondary oh. like you know summary kind of thing, yeah jotted some things down and then also uh read through some of the comments that people were you know bringing up because a lot of people put some like fun facts or they'll notice things that i'd never noticed mm-hmm. in there so right. uh i jotted some of those down but um i guess to a place we could start off with is um just because when we did uh last episode we did the count of monte cristo i said that that movie had a lot in common with shawshank redemption this movie has a lot in common with both of those movies as far i mean the the difference is this actually happened whereas the other two are just based off of you know it's just a screenplay um it's just a fictional story but uh you got someone who is based not in this case not framed for a crime they didn't commit in her case nobody's nobody believes her um she instead of being sent to a prison she's sent to a mental ward where she meets uh someone on the inside that helps her that gives her courage that um you know lifts up her spirits and gives her a reason to fight that person doesn't die but they become severely mentally handicapped as a result Mm -hmm. um she you know breaks out then she's got um uh the uh the great john malkovich which i'll get to in just a second uh who's helping her kind of keeping her level um and being her advocate just like um in the count of monte cristo his buddy his sidekick was that to him shasha redemption red was that to him so on and so forth yeah um so i i you know maybe it's just because we just watched count of monte cristo but i did find a lot of similarities and i thought that was kind of cool yeah um but uh holy i mean again it's there's 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 so much so uh my i guess my my first question to you is is what was your expectation going into this um every time you ask me that (laughs) i have zero zero expectation because i don't i i don't ever look up anything about the movies or shows that you okay that that are your picks i'm just like Okay. Watch them. I think I I think I saw a trailer. I think you sent me a trailer and I watched it. Yeah. Or I looked up a trailer. Um and I was like, "All right." And then I just, I just watched it. I didn't I didn't really like get anything from uh uh I just okay. went in blank and was just open to just see. And I think I think that's a good thing at least for me with with this being the opposite ends of of your picks. Um, Mm -hmm. just because for me, I love being surprised and like, Mm. 
no, get him. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> which, which was, which was literally a culmination of, of my feelings watching this, uh, uh, watching this movie. So like, even it just, it's like what, 1928, 1920, late, late like 19, late 1920s. Late, yeah. Late 1920s. So we have our main character, Christine. She is a single uh, mother in Los Angeles, California. She is yeah. a, uh, uh, a, I guess, uh, what is it? A uh, shift supervisor at a phone company. Phones are like just coming out. Uh, yeah, so, that's a uh, uh, te- telecommunications place or I don't know how to. It's to yeah, work, it's actually like it was mind blowing to me because um, you know, like, obviously, we know that's how landlines used to work, that like right. if you called, you would get to an operator, you'd tell the operator where you need to get, you know, whether you need to be connected to and they would just connect you you know, by yep. t- taking out a audio line and putting it somewhere else. Yep. For me, though, watching that. I was just thinking to myself, like this is that was one of those jobs that I'm glad became obsolete and isn't around anymore. Because number one, that job looks stressful as hell. Mm. Number two, can you can you just imagine with the population size we got now in America, how much of a madhouse that would be, especially in a place like like L.A. Bro, they're in L.A. Yes, absolutely no way, absolutely no way, I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, and so it's her and her, uh, her, it's just her and her son, Walter. Um, and she is, uh, Christine is a very, uh, doting mother. Um, uh, you know, someone who works hard, cares for her son is always right there for her, her, her family. Um, her family is just her and her son. That's just, that's just it. Um, uh, she she goes and uh, what happens they, is is that good. I say well they 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 make mention that the father uh, when he found out that uh, Christine was pregnant he basically ran out, which yeah. is a hundred percent true to what really happened. The thing that they left out though that ties into the actual events later on this part was kind of left out, and and I understand why is. He didn't just leave. Uh, he had a warrant for his arrest that Christine was not aware of. And when her son ends up missing, she didn't actually file a missing persons report until four days after he was last seen because she was under the impression that her husband had gotten out of prison uh, and had kidnapped the 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 son. And it took four days for her to realize that he was still sitting in jail. So there was no way it could have been him. And that was when she filed the missing persons report. And the cops were still telling her, which is more horrific. The cops were still telling her he could turn up any day. He just probably ran off with some buds. And she was like, it's been four fucking days. Like, what do you mean? So, so yeah, so that's, so that's the full story of the, of the dad and why he's not present. And uh, again, I see why they left that part out of the movie. Cause there just wouldn't have been enough, enough time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's the, so that's where, that's what happened to the dad. That's why it's just Christine and her son. I didn't know that. I didn't know that about the dad and my findings. Um, I didn't, anything I read on this didn't, didn't mention nothing about uh, 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 the dad, but that's, that's really, really interesting to know. Um, and I'm on a, what did I want to do? 
Oh, well, th- we're going to get to the police part because I, I, there are so many things where I'm just like, Nigga. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, um, uh, what happens is, is that she gets a call into work and, uh, she's just like, well, you know, I, I said I was going to take my son to the movies. I promised them, you know, it's a, uh, I guess it's a weekend, it's a Saturday, whatever. Um, and she's just like, all right, I'll come in for like a few hours. Hey son, I got food here for you. You know, um, uh, I'll, I'll be back at whatever she said, three o'clock or whatever. So she yeah. gets out, gets out, comes home. Walter ain't there. Ain't nowhere mm-hmm. to be seen. Right. She goes searching. She first comes out to the kids of the neighborhood that she knows she can call them by name. Um, and they're just like, no, I haven't seen, you know, Walter at all. So, like, at this pen in that, at this point in time, it is very socially acceptable for if you were to go out and Walter was probably maybe, what, seven, eight, ten, under ten years old. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> under, yeah. under ten years old, right? Um, totally socially acceptable for your kids to just leave the house at that young age go play stickball in the middle of the street. They they yep. look like the little girls that she passed had some bikes or something. They could, or some like some uh, 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 bikes or like first, very, very first generation scooters or, you know, whatever, um, you know, go play kick the stick, whatever games they played back in the 1920s. Like that was just cool. And, and it was okay because everyone knew everybody on the yep. block. Not to say mm-hmm. that people don't do that now. You know, right. there's, block committees and watch parties and you know all that stuff or whatever people now are if it's if it is a well-developed community they're going to stick together just like on my block everyone knows dock up the street you know uh 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 uh, everybody else i can you know name here but back then it wasn't nothing for your little child who's (laughs) under 10 years old to just go outside and be perfectly okay because everyone was watching out for everybody and it was it was uh 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 uh, no 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 suspiciousness on any adult's part or if it was too late for and we'll get to this later on for an adult to you know come up to some kid and be like hey i know your mom is a little late uh she's wondering where you are hop in the car i'm gonna take you home yeah, that was just a regular everyday thing, which we will see later. <laughs> yeah, because because I mean, again, like we, we have to keep in mind, I mean, abductions did happen back then. But one, because of the fact that there wasn't a 24 hour news network, you rarely heard about them. Uh, yep. It would have to be something of this magnitude for people in your local area to know about it. Um, yep. But the second thing that we have to keep in mind is that. There was no like the whole stranger danger education program that didn't come until like the lat like the we're talking late seventies early eighties wasn't national yeah. until maybe the mid to late eighties so yeah. like when you know if anyone watches this movie uh, you know they could be screaming at them like screaming at the uh, TV why would you just get into some random person's car or truck. Um, there wasn't a fear of that right exactly you know what i mean like it, it, it wasn't on anyone's radar you didn't have to teach your kids don't go with strangers you know yeah 
Yeah, because because everyone everyone had or at least was taught that family community, you know, even and even uh, uh, people who were uh, uh, like, you know, my parents are like a little bit older or whatever. It was nothing for them to say, you know, uh, the one of the things of even down trickling to me, whatever you do outside carry you carrying my name. Yeah. And they would have, you know, your neighbors and stuff watch out and you know if something happened to little bobby you know the neighbor across the street they was gonna call <laughs> right if they if they saw what happened you know what i'm saying so that that's 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 not something that's that's so that's so far off um right. but it's just more now of just like hey you know if i don't know you i'm not i don't know who you are i'm not i'm not going near you but that just like you said that just wasn't a thing because everyone was so well meshed and connected and the thought was to look out for every uh, uh everyone else's uh well-being right and now I, I will say this too um i personally love in when in movies there's a line or there's a moment in the beginning of a film that kind of like represents the what the film is about like i love when movies kind of give you like a summarization of what the movie is and in this movie and Clint Eastwood's kind of known for doing this, but in the very beginning, when she picks up um, her son from school, that's when she finds out that he was in a fight. And she says, did you start the fight? And he said, no. And she says, that's right. You never start a fight. You only finish it. And if you yeah. look at her, her story, she basically lives out that motto, which is like she yeah. didn't start this fight. The LAPD mm -hmm. did. She's yeah. going to see to it that it gets finished. Yeah. Well, she even she even says says it right before they go to court. But let's 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 bag up and let's let's see if we can let's see if we can we can track this. So, yeah. so she's you know uh, 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 goes and work, uh, comes back home. Walter ain't nowhere to be found. Goes out to the neighbors' girls. Uh, doesn't doesn't see him. So so she goes on and you know onto the night. It is nighttime. Ain't no Walter. So she like, all right, boom, 911. Hey, I lost my son. Just like you said. Oh, well, you know, maybe he out playing with his boys and, you know, stuff like that. One thing got me again, and I'm going on on like age here because we'll we'll see multiple ages of what happens to different kids throughout this uh, uh movie. The boy don't look no more than seven or eight years, under 10 years old, under 10. Yeah. Right. I would think at some point it would be it would be muy importante for her to be like, this boy is six years old and it is nighttime. Right. I need you to find my son. Period. Then and later <laughs> later on, I'm gonna get into this also. But uh, there's a theme. There's one theme here that I see is that. um you just followed you just followed the police's word and that was it there was no there everything that this woman that Christine goes through in my head i there were so many situations if it was me i'd be like what'd you just say to me mm -hmm. i like it it boggled my mind that she was just like okay and it wasn't until things were dire that she was ramping up. But even then, there was no like, 
it, it, it was just, it's crazy how, and you're the history buff here. It's crazy how, so help me out. It's crazy how like society was where it's just like, oh, the police just said it. You just got to go with their word. Your boss just said this. You just got to trust them at their word. Right. Nigga, no. My, my yeah. six-year-old son is out there. I don't know where. I don't know what's going on. We can't. I, I do understand that that uh, 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 I believe that is still a thing today of uh, being at 24 hours or whatever until police can do a full uh, missing person report. Uh, I don't I don't think no. that I, I don't think that applies to children. Okay. I think, now, I think okay. nowadays I don't think there is a limit. I think. OK, I think okay. once you hit the over the age of 18, that's when they start mm. implying the 24 hours or the 48 hours. OK, OK. Well, look, yeah. even better to my point. Right. <laughs> they, right. They, they they wait for hellas and then we'll just send someone up in the morning. Yeah. Bring y'all asses down here. What is going on? I well, did, I, I, I didn't so, understand that at all when it comes to finding a child. I just did. So again, you have to think two things. One, back then, um, mm. re- respecting authority was extremely like like that was way more valued than in than in we have today. Yeah. And part of that reason why we don't necessarily see that today is not just not because people don't respect authority. It's because we've ha- we've experienced as a nation and especially through our generation, we have seen so much corruption with authority that it's it's, you know, this movie being an example of why you shouldn't always just go with what the the authority figure is telling you. So that's so that's first. The yeah. second thing, though, is is that, OK, if if this was if the husband was involved in this he would have been a lot more vocal, a lot more straightforward. The reason why she's not, and, and I will just say also, uh, I think Angelina Jolie, perfect, perfect casting for this for this role. She looks like she belongs in that time period. Um, yeah. But she also really does a good job expressing that like mousy, uh, yeah. soft-spoken person that's being pushed to her limit. And that's, yeah. for in at least for me, being a history buff, that is very in line with what women would have been like during that time. Because again, she's in a very, 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 um, you know, she, she, she has the world against her in the fact that she's a single mom in a world where women really aren't that respected. I mean, this is still the, the time that a man could institutionalize his wife for any reason whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like, and Crazy. there were things, horrible things like, uh, like, like shock therapy. Uh, I mean, I stuff that is too too graphic to get into on this podcast. You can Google it. Yeah. It's hor. It's horrible the things that they would do, um, or don't, <laughs> or right. Yeah. So for her, she's kind of battling. It's like a myth of Sisyphus uh, idea where you're rolling a ball uphill. Knowing full well that if you go, if you push too far, the, the ball is going to roll right back down to where you started because it, which actually does happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you, we, we yeah. see what happens when she keeps pushing. 
So she's hesitant on challenging authority because as a woman, you know, she's not going to get very far. Whereas if it was a man in this case, he would have gotten a lot further. There would have been a lot more outrage. There would have been a lot more. They would have taken it a lot more seriously. Yeah. And that we going I don't I don't want to harp on that too much now because there's so many instances where that happens. So I'm going to be able right. to spread it out. All right. So so boom. So uh, 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 um, she the police finally come. They, you know, get everything and then they go for the search. So it is what a month. Yeah. A, mu- um, a full month goes by. So uh, uh, Lenny from Mice and Men. Now, <laughs> uh, he is uh, uh, Reverend. Uh, what's, what's my boy name? Reverend uh, Gustav. <laughs> yeah. Reverend Gust- Gustav. Reverend Gustav. Um, uh, 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 hears about uh, Christine's plight. And he is extremely vocal mm-hmm. and on her side over yeah. two for for two reasons. At f- at first, I thought it was political, but I'm like, oh no, he just really calling them out. Also, like I thought, you know what I'm saying? Like I thought, <laughs> like maybe he just trying to get up. And I'm like, oh no, he really just don't like them. Um, oh yeah, he he gen- he genuinely feels her plight just as any uh, uh, human being or as any. Uh, a Christian uh, would or should, um, and he has some deep knowledge, and they don't really say how, but he has some deep knowledge on the LAPD being corrupt, and he calls out everybody, name and all, and just like, just like <laughs> now, <laughs> just like now, back then they were able to broadcast uh, 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 their. Uh, um, he has his own radio show, but they were also yeah. able to broadcast their sermons as well uh, right. over the radio. Um, yeah. So we cut to uh, uh, Chief James, Chief James, yeah, Chief James, yeah. who is listening in on the broadcast, and he is the chief of police in LA. So again, Gustav is very vocal and uh, 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 very empathetic to Christine. And it's also like the police here are corrupt. I know they in some. I know they done. He called a uh, 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 what a uh, hit hit squad, fire squad, gun squad, yeah, or whatever. He just yeah. he just calls up. They're murderers. They are murderers. Dude. They got bodies all in the. <laughs> how many bodies show up on the beach? How many bodies show show up? Dude. Firing squad. They got a firing squad. I'm like. This he goes, does, he knows this and does not care. <laughs> he, he goes dies. after them. And that's the thing. So I actually, I went kind of, I did a little did bit of a deep dive on him because I was so fascinated by, by that, by that, that, that character. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, they talk about the fact that like he continued to broadcast his frustrations and call people out mm. to like his dying breath. And so that, that preacher, that, uh, that uh, Presbyterian pastor he was extremely known for that. And uh, towards the end of his life, he was asked, you know, pretty regularly why he was such a stickler for making sure that justice got served. And his answer was, and I'm I'm not going to, I don't have like a legit quote, but the, the summary that I took from it was, is he said that the Bible talks about the fact that as Christians, we have a responsibility to 
see to it that justice is served, that uh, we point out corruption, that we do everything in our power to, you know, um, seek justice for the poor, uh, free the oppressed. And he was like, I would not be a a I wouldn't be able to have a clean conscience as a man of God if I didn't do this. So I thought that was extremely commendable for this individual. And, yeah. you know, and it like, again, this, this wasn't the only case he did this with. He did this time and time and time again. There was a host of things um, that he talked about. And again, you go back to a lot of those, those things like you, there's a couple instances that like, if you look up his name, he was tied to, we would call it very progressive today, but you know, I'm sure. Me, me and you, <laughs> me and you being Christians, we know that a lot of it is just he's just applying things that are in the Bible where he was yeah. saying, regardless of what the social standard is, a person yeah. is still a person. You have, you know, it doesn't matter if they're a woman or if they're a kid or if they're um, black, white, Asian, whatever it is, you still have to see justice, you know. So anyways, I loved him. I will also say, too. That um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on this podcast, but so John Malkovich, obviously a legend. Uh, I I normally I can't I can't stand John Malkovich. I can't stand his voice. And that's all because I don't know. I don't know if you can if you know this reference, but because. There are two roles that this dude played that he was so good at them. That it ruined me oh, okay. on him. One is when he did the voice work for the movie Beowulf. Do you remember that movie? What did he do? He did. Remember that like really annoying guy that like was like in the very beginning doubting Beowulf, like making fun of him. That was John Malkovich. Was... Dude, okay. he's so detestable and his voice <laughs> is so like I so I, I, I apply that to him. The second instance is the movie Deepwater Horizon. Uh, when he because he plays the real life evil oil executive that causes the oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. And he was so he was so gross and so evil in that movie that like he but again, he was so good that I just I hate him. He in this role, though, was so good. I was like there was there was nobody else I could think of that would have done a better job than him. So, like, give it up for John for John Malkovich, because, man, he was awesome i could have watched a whole movie just about him he he, he had his parts he was he was he was ace ventura <laughs> kid detective uh, uh, woman detective family uh, uh uh he was he was out he was out doing his thing so yeah so so sorry so boom so she goes to the police um uh with everything and so they she goes to work and so then cops finally come and like, hey, you know, we've uh, uh, what is it? Detective Detective Jones, I think his name was. Yeah. J.J. Um, Jones. Yeah. 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 So I I know I've seen that dude and something else. And I also didn't. He plays evil well, because I feel like I've seen him in another role and he played the, basically the same character. And I'm just like, dude, Jeffrey, because I don't like you in this and I didn't like you in the other thing. <laughs> Jeffrey Jeffrey Donovan is his god, name, and my oh, god, he is so good at being an ass man. hair. Man, it 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 is it it is his voice that like there's like a, a, a squinting thing 
that his smugness. He does is thank you. The, the smugness he doesn't. Yeah. It, it's not until he ramps things up uh, that he starts yelling and like doing all that stuff. But just him talking, I'm like, you need a punch in the face. So yeah. So he comes and he's like, "We done found your son." Uh, he was uh, what? Where, where they say say he was somewhere out in Illinois or something? something yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, boom. So then they come, and then she's also met by uh, Chief uh, by uh, Chief James. So when they first meet, uh, uh, two things. So I right, so. She's with uh, uh, Captain Jones and they're in the car and he's kind of going on on she. she oh, that's right. Her first comment is, hey, wow, there's like an unusual amount of press here at this train station. And he's just like, it's a fantastic story. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to talk like uh, it's a fantastic story we got here. You know, uh, yeah. the, the great story. This is a great win for the for the LAPD. You know, the, the cameras are here. Everyone's here to see you and hear this hear the story. You're gonna it's gonna be a wonderful story for uh uh uh, uh for for the LAPD to 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 have their name on and everything. And she's just like uh, okay yeah uh, where my son at right so then she gets off she gets off walks to the train station before even before that, uh, they walk up the steps, walk up the steps, stops. This dude turns her around and parades her in front of the uh, 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 in front of the paparazzi right there. This woman's been through one one big ordeal, but the LAPD has done everything in uh, in their power possible to to make this happen. And this is just such a great win for the LAPD. This is such a fantastic thing for the uh, uh, California Police Department. Uh, now I uh, have to have this woman joined in with uh, uh, reconnected with her son. All right, boys, and then walks off. And I'm just like, why? Why did you need to do that? So he <laughs> goes, goes, meets uh, Chief James. Pretty much does the same thing. She is like, she sees that a train is coming, and so she's like, oh snap, cool, that's gonna be my son coming off. Um, I can't wait to see him. He's just like, uh, yeah. So, so this is gonna be, you know, a great story again for for the LAPD here. This is gonna be something fantastic, uh, something for the press. Uh, to, to he specifically to, to he specifically about. says he specifically says, uh, people are going to love this because people love a happy ending. Yeah, and it just it yes, seems so yes, off putting to yes. like all yes, the signs yo. that these people should not be trusted. Like I yo. would have already it's enough red flags to make a sweater out of. Like I'm like, wait a minute. Why Bruh. are you pressing this? Right. And she she's not paying no attention. So it's no, not like no, she no, noticed. No. She just like I didn't as as she should be. Her son was lost for a month and some change. She is trying to get her son back. She don't care none about what you talk about. I'm sorry. Well, it was actually a little, it was a lot longer than that. Really? So I looked it up. Yeah, it was four months because later on. What? Yeah, because when he get when the kid who's not her son gets off the train, she says, that's not my that's not my son. They say, well, it's been four months. He's grown since then. Which, uh, again, as a father of three, I, I my, my thing was they don't grow that fast. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't change me- that much. Let me tell you what. <laughs> it's so stupid. They they would have had to shoot me right then and there. Right. <laughs> because let me tell you what. 
So she goes, lady, uh, big tall lady, all in black, gets off, uh, has a boy in tow. Camera pans to the boy. Don't look nothing like her son. Yeah, chubbier. He's redheaded. He's got a little freckle situation going on. He a little bit of a ginger. In what shape or form? This is, and this is one of the first strikes (laughs) where. I, I had to count how many times my black ass would have died. So, <laughs> so this was the first one, right? Uh, uh, they, she, he's just like uh, he. The accusations that men in power, men in general too, were able to say to women were wild, yo. You're in shock. He looks yeah. different to you. Right. He look. He's not the same boy as he was. Uh, six. Uh, what did you say? Six months ago. Four, four months, months ago. ago. Whatever. Four. Uh, four months ago. I would have been like, nigga, what? Four months. This is clearly not my. This is clearly not my kid. He has red. He's got freckles, yo. I don't. What are you talking about? And it didn't help that back then, you know, pictures were were foggy. So all you saw was just a, uh, uh, I mean, I probably had clear pictures, but the picture that she showed, you could, <laughs> right? <laughs> what any 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 child that size and white, ah, <laughs> it, right? Have, what in the picture you might as well have been your son. But it um, still it still brings into question though, and again. I guess maybe it's because nobody wanted to challenge the LAPD. But like, again, we brought up the fact that back then the you lived in tight knit communities, right? Yep. Everybody who lived on her street would have known that that wasn't her son. Right. So like my question was, is why did nobody from the community get together and say, uh, we're with her? That's not her son. Like, she's not crazy. That's not her son. Why nobody spoke up again is baffling to me plot armor and and uh, uh to move the story along what are you talking about <laughs> what <laughs> what are you crazy kid <laughs> come on right. this is a talking picture <laughs> right people are interested interested in, in uh, uh some crazy stuff going on but yeah that that was wild but we we see we see we see what ha- we see how how that gets flipped later on um yeah so I want to try to hurry up and do this do this train scene so we can get to all the other crazy crazy scene. So might as well have been at gunpoint, right? Buddy, uh, 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 jo- uh Jones goes, you know, urine comes up with all these what he would have said said back then, cockamamie schemes, right, right, <laughs> and, excu- yeah. and, and excuses. <laughs> On why either on why either this is her son, or she should just she he literally just goes, even if he isn't your son, play along, right? She he manipulates first manipulation. The boy's got nowhere to go, right? He's all alone, and yeah. you are, are a mother looking for a son, right? You might as well take this one, right. or you could be stricken with guilt. That's what that's what all of that said to me. 
that one little bit of he ain't got nowhere to go. Now her can smile for these pictures. That's what that's all of that. Uh, what just that one thing he said was was uh, uh, you're going to be riddled with guilt if you if you knowingly uh, let this boy go mm-hmm. with nowhere to go. Um, you're you're a terrible mother if you do. You're a terrible human being, and uh, I'm forcing you to because I can, and I'm white and I have power. <laughs> Yo, yeah, that that shoot me. Okay, right. uh, shoot, shoot me right there. We would be, we would be fighting. We would be fighting if you think I'm a one, not let you do your job. That's extremely important to me. This is my child's life on the line, and seemingly she doesn't know, but seemingly takes this boy away from wherever he's from. Yeah, but she's just like. No, I guess. Mm-hmm. Huh? Right. I guess it's well, let me tell you what. <laughs> it would have been it 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 would it would have been the 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 Montgomery riot. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> For me, it would have been me against a lot of police because <laughs> ain't no way you couldn't tell me to my face. That this is my child, and if not, eh, so what? Just do it because I said so. Right. Yeah, it's I wild. <laughs> Crazy. So, so she takes him home, and she is understandably mentally and emotionally unraveling at the seams, worse than she was before. Not only is her son not found. Not only is the police uh, 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 forcing her to keep this boy, this child is also actively lying. And he uh, uh, knows the name, the address, great actor, calls her mom. And every time she does, it's more and more cringy and more and more disgusting and vile to the point where I thought she was going to put hands on that boy. I thought her right. mind was I thought her mind was unraveling to the point where it would have been it would have been a moita. <laughs> okay. Right. I, I as terrible as that, I, I genuinely thought that she was was going that far. So she she continues and continues to go to the police and to the same to the uh to to Detective J- Captain Jones, whatever, whatever the dude's name is. Uh and it's like, this isn't my son. This isn't my son. And he just, with the smugness, just, oh, you're acting hysterical. I don't, we've already solved this case. I don't yeah. know what you're doing, Christine. Mm-hmm. Just the, 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 what is it? What is it? What is it called? What is it called? Like uh, the gaslighting, you mean? Oh, big matches. Big yeah. gasoline, you understands me, <laughs> right? I mean, every it's already a solved case. It's already. I don't know what you want me to do. You have your son. Who got whose son? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Crazy, yo. We would have. Yeah. I, 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 second time, I would have been dead. 
<laughs> and a full police department. Yeah. I would have not left. And she, I'm sorry, I'm so distraught. I apologize. And I'm just going to just walk away now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> so then absolutely well, not. So then the 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 next after she has that really emotional moment, which is just I mean, it is like Angelina Jolie should have won an Oscar for doing this oh, role because that entire scene where she's in the living room and she's like, I just want my son back. Oh my god, a like terrible dish, whatever the just ruined me man oh my god uh but anyways she ends up getting a doctor to come to the house uh which the doctor is in cahoots with the lapd and he's just calling her crazy one of the little fun facts that i wanted to bring up um this was strictly from youtube i was able to verify most of this um This person wrote, I'm just going to read it directly from the comment. It says, while his name is changed in the movie, Dr. Earl W. Tarr, the doctor that visits Jolie's character to prove that the child they found is her real son. He was based off a real person. Dr. Dugart Sherman, which that's the most white 1920s name I've ever heard. Dr. Dugart Sherman who uh, was found later in his home murdered in 1939 after he misdiagnosed a child with with tuberculosis and subsequently the child died months later. The father of the child was suspected of committing the crime, but was found not guilty in September of 1941 due to insufficient evidence. The father, William Howerton of the, the child, would later confess the crime in a letter that he wrote to the LAPD just days before his death in 1979. He did his job. Then the Lord called him. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did the Lord's work. <laughs> and he's like, well done, my good faithful servant. Come on. Dude. I want to see that movie. I want to see that movie. (laughs) Boy, you can't you can't tell. So I so boom. So this scene, dude comes in, right? All right. So dude comes in and he's, you know, uh, you know, uh 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 oh has Officer James, you know, told me about uh told you about what's going on and he's like oh yes you know i'm here to examine the boy and to make sure everything's right and you know everything da, 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 <laughs> whatever um and she's just like what do you make sure everything's right what are you t- what are you talking about so the boy comes in and he's like ah this is the spitting image of you and instantly she's just like oh, come <laughs> on, man. she she she, uh, she off the rip she knew what it was so buddy comes in she explains, she's like, oh, you know, this kid is literally three noticeable inches shorter than my son, right? Oh, we, it, trauma, all, all of the trauma of, of, of all the months. We don't know what, what the captives did to this boy. It's the, it's the trauma. Well, that's, that's right, because she found out that he was circumcised. And she was yep. like, my son wasn't. And she even asked him about that. And this dude flat out says his captor could have done it. It was probably a traumatic moment. He probably just forgot about it. Yo! Uh, 
Okay. If you're going to lie, at least lie, like lie good. Like that was Yo. such a shitty way to lie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, not, not just that, but it was very blatant. Let's be very clear here. He it's quick, but that's a line. <laughs> that is that is, I I would have stopped right then and there and would and would have been like, so you're telling me what happened to my son? You know what I'm saying? Like that, like I right. was I was like, ain't no way. So the whole time she's just like, I what what are you t- what i'm like lady you doing too much talking for me <laughs> it, it would have been right. it would have been some furniture moving in that place you going to tell me first off trauma is why he shrunk trauma right trauma the spine Unless- the, the spine compressed or the spine collapsed or whatever he said I would have been like, lift you. I'll be look, I get it. She wasn't a doctor. Not I I doubt that any woman at that time were if they weren't nurse, if they weren't nurses or already teachers or anything right. else or senior tra- right. seamstresses or you know, whatever. Um, you know, uh maybe you know, when the guy when the men went off to war, they were working in factories and some crazy stuff. But uh, uh you can't tell me that a spine compresses, I would have been like, lift your shirt up. Unless there's scars of surgery. Right. You crazy. Right. You crap. But again, white male with authority. I know. Trump, Trump's white woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trump's cons- ration, Trump's rationally right. in her right mind concerned white woman. It's, uh, no, I, I say what's I say what's going on here because right. look at me. <laughs> Come look it's at so you. ridiculous. It's so stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, then he smiles and and so she calls back and uh, uh, apparently she's paraded around the neighborhood and all kind of other crazy stuff. I so I want to I want to jump to something. So so hmm. bef- before we get too far. Um, Let's see how far down this goes to ads. So, okay, all right, sorry. No, I, we can get to this first because this is in line. All right, so boom. So then after that, uh, 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 Gustav <laughs> gives gives her gives her a ring, um, and it's like, hey, you know, uh, meet me tomorrow morning for breakfast. I got to show you something, right? So, uh goes to the paper uh, they meet up uh reverend gustav ha- hands her a paper it's the paper it's the doctor and the police uh uh, uh the police captain or whatever uh, jones this woman is out of in short this woman is out of her mind she is not doing well because of the loss of her son for so many years and there has been a traumatic change of her son over the last few months. Uh, uh, she, he is understandably uh, changed, but this is her son, and she's just being a hysterical woman. The right. end. Nigga, what? 
Yeah. What? Yo, yeah. so so from then on, but uh uh Rev Gustav is like, hey, you better watch yourself, Christine. Yeah, I know these folks, they kill people. Yeah, they're not the police. These these are the mob. They got mob ties. No Drake. You understand me? They 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 are killers and dealers and wheelers out here. Okay, you. I see what you're trying to do. I'm trying to warn you. Okay, you best to be careful. And she is such in like again going back to what you're saying like that 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 meek and mousiness of a 1920s woman uh uh just being so uh uh what's what's the word paralyzed 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 uh, and like green like she has no naive fa- naive naive thank you thank you thank you she has like no fathomable thought even as even as Lenny <laughs> Even as Reverend Gustav is laying this out clear as day, she is like, what? She is, under un, for the time, understandable. Everyone was to, is supposed to trust the police. The police are the ones that you go to for all of your protection. They would never lie. They would never do anything to harm you. They are here to help you out even lay down their lives for you. So ain't no way the the ops is oppin. <laughs> but the ops are the mob. <laughs> right. And he yeah. spells it out clear as day, but she is like, how am I supposed to? And so she goes to the papers. She tells them, so do read the paper. <laughs> read them papers. And it's like, all right, bring her in. <laughs> yeah, bring her in. And I'm like, this is wild, wild, wild. But 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 before she is brought in, so she goes to first. She goes to her uh, uh her son's teacher, and so her teacher teach Cole. Well, she's just going, all right. Well, go to your seat, right? So so at this in in grade school, uh uh um. Um, I don't know if they still do this, but I know for me, everyone did have assigned seats. Uh, right. Even at a, a captain, we didn't have like individual uh, uh, desks like that. We had a round table. We didn't have desks yeah. until we were like in like the fifth grade or whatever. Um, but even so, I as soon as I went and put my lunchbox in my little cubby and got my little notebook out for the day or whatever, I went to my table. Right. So the boys got assigned seats. Boy just walks to a random seat. Uh, that ain't your seat. Find your seat. Don't you know if you if if uh um um uh if you're a Walter, shouldn't you know where your assigned seat is? Your seat's been the exact same since all the years you've been here. And yeah. so he gets up, looks confused, and she just blunt. She's just like, "Do you think you would help me testify in court?" And he's just like, "I would eat my yardstick if I'm lying." <laughs> and I'm like, that's how you do it. So boom. So then cuts to the to the boys. Dennis comes out. He just lay flat. He's just like, ain't no way. Right. Uh, uh, your boy's teeth 
uh uh what is what did she say it was was had a uh uh had a gap or something or whatever or, or didn't have a gap some no, no, no. Uh, is, no, no. It was um the the boy the or something. The dentist he would have had the dental records of her son right. uh noted that this kid has a gap between his teeth. Right. Um and I'm sorry, no, no, no. The other way around. Her son, her actual son, had a gap in his teeth. Walter, yeah. This kid doesn't. Yeah. And then she asked the question, could that possibly be altered or be changed? And he said, yes, but there would have to be surgery done to the 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 gum between his teeth, because if the teeth would have you know, come together, the the gum part would be obviously there to stop it. So a, a yeah. dental surgeon would have had to perform surgery. And he says there's no sign of there being any surgery whatsoever. And yeah. she says, can you put that in writing? And he's like, part of my French, but hell yes. I was like, sure. <laughs> again. Yeah. Another thing that just makes me laugh about these movies is like in the presence of women, they're like, pardon my mm. French, man, but hell yes. I'm like, right today. That's not even considered a cuss word. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that was mm-hmm. hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we, we see we see that sprinkled out and we we see we see also like why why that's like so easy for them as well on the flip side of that to like manipulate her not just right. like with language but just with with uh uh social niceties of the time right. and what's yeah. considered womanly and manly and all this stuff and what you're supposed to do and not so so uh uh I right, so boom so uh uh, uh Jones sees the paper um then uh uh uh, calls Christine in and they talk for a little minute and uh, 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 he brings in two people. And so he asks, and this also comes up too, uh, hey, you know, are you still saying that we have not done our job and that this is not your son? And she goes, of course. <laughs> All right. right. Take her away. <laughs> what? throws her in the back just just like uh uh count of Monte Cristo right <laughs> take her out back throw her in the buggy throw her away and lock away the key the same the same deal too that we find out we go we she's in an all women's in uh insane asylum uh um where they are doing some stuff yeah. And I think some I think also some things are implied as well. Um, but I don't know for sure. So I'm really not gonna bring it up, but I think some other stuff going on, not just the shock therapy treatments, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Um, but you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like it 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 so she she is uh uh just uh just like what's the name uh is is completely uh at the mercy of this place that is clearly under the corrupt LAPD's stronghold. Like this right. is just another connection, just like the, the doctor was, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Now it's just an insane asylum. So she's thrown, thrown in there with another crazy, With uh, they're all crazy, but it is until the next scene that it is very implied that they are now made crazy. 
So uh, 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 what happens is, is that she ends up uh, befriending uh, uh, someone in there um, and she just says. Yeah, her name is Carol. Carol, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Carol. She uh, uh, befriends uh, Carol, comes up to her, um, starts telling her everything, starts showing, showing her the ropes. Um, basically, basically lays it down is everybody, uh, 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 presumably everybody in here is because we pissed the police off. Right. Right. Uh, 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 Cheryl over there. She uh, uh, her husband was a cop beating on her, you know, tried to say something mm-hmm. about it. She threw him in her uh, such and such over there. Uh, uh, filed a police report, uh, was, you know, adamant about it, went up to the police. They didn't like being bothered, threw, threw her away in here. I I was a, a, a denizen of the nights, um, a pole cat, a, uh, 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 she was out in the street selling that thing. You understand me? She was toting. I'm, I imagine I, whatever them little dresses is, you just put like I know it's like the trope to like raise the leg up. And yeah. to, I think that's what was, you know what I'm saying? I think that's how they knew. Um, and uh, uh, real quick, though, yeah. I want to I point out. Um, so this was something that I noticed this time watching it that I obviously didn't notice on previous watches just because I wasn't into this other show. But do you know who, who that was that played Carol? Mm-hmm. So that's Amy Ryan. You know, her as uh Holly from, the, from uh, the office. She's the one that falls in love with Michael. And he, he, she's the reason why they, he moves and, you know, leaves the, uh, the show. But, uh, do you remember no Holly? Yeah, Ain't no way, why, dude? Amy oh. Ryan is such Yo. an amazing actress. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, and the, again, the only reason why I think I recognized it so quickly is just be, is because I watched The Office, pro, you know, at least once a day. Um, it's yeah. one of my one of my favorite shows. So I just watched an episode with her in it, and I was oh. blown away because I did not remember her being in here. But my God, she puts on. An amazing Man. performance, but yeah, uh, all, all of all of them do, and so, uh, so yeah, so she gave her the rundown, and she's basically, and uh, Christine's like, she's still green and naive, and I think that's still that's still very understandable, because it, it's just it's such the norm for everything to be okay and prim and proper, and for everything to be the way it should be. But when it isn't, and for someone like her, who's just, you know, uh, a middle-aged, you know, white woman in suburban America, just got, probably got a good job for for uh, for her, for being a single mom, it seemed like, you know what I'm saying? It seemed like her uh, the rest of her co-workers and her managers look like her manager might have a little bit of a crush on her, but it's not creepy. It seems very respectable, but she, you know, he does seem mm-hmm. to like her, but it's not like in a weird way. And then she, he seems to like her, uh, wants to give her a promotion. Genuinely, it seems like, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's for her lifestyle and for how the world works. I understand why even in this scenario, 
mm-hmm. of being lied to, manipulated several times, and now thrown in the nut house is still like, police can't do that. They shouldn't do that. And well, the lady sitting across the table, like, of course they can't. Kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but 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 this is to me, this is what's so just like it's it's hard to wrap your head around because while yeah, you're just like frustrated that she's still being so dense, she's being so naive, she's she's like she's not she's not getting it. At the same time, though, given the fact like what we've talked about, the fact that like, you know, women back in this day, they weren't, you know, they 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 it's not like it is now. Um her being naive is kind of what's saving her skin right now because obviously we see what they what they almost did to her when she pushed too when she pushed too too far. If she would have been even a little bit more aggressive or assertive than she already is in this film, she would have gotten uh lobotomized day one. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. her so yeah. her mousiness while yeah, it's a it's a cause of a lot of strife. It's also it's also what's kind of buying it buying her time until yeah. the events of the movie unfold. So it's actually kind of saving her, you know, yeah. in this moment, um, as frustrating as it is. But yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get that. I get that too. So I right, so now now I wanna now I wanna start jumping because now we we start cutting into a few different uh, uh, situations. So. Um, we have the good old, good old detective, detective, uh, uh, Lester, detective Lester. Give that nigga a medal. Okay. Give him, give him a parade. (laughs) Give him every accolade you can. This dude got one. And it's funny because this is just a small, so. Uh, uh, way before, way before, I think the f- one of the first few times where Christine goes in to talk to uh, 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 Captain Jones or whatever. So it shows the hustle and bustle of the police station. And one right. of the characters that the camera does follow uh, is, the, is uh, this Detective Lester. And it's like, oh, this is uh, uh, a... What is it? What is it called? Uh, it's a, I'm gonna just say juvenile case. It's just a juvenile case um, uh, that he ends up picking up uh, some kid, uh, uh, you know, across the border of Canada comes over here, right? So he's like, "All right, I got it." So don't see him for a little while. We cut to him now on a road uh, going to some little farm, and so he passes by somebody. And he's like, hey, I'm trying to find directions to this farm. I want to make sure I'm on the same, I'm on the right path. So we see this fellow. He's, I think, like refilling his truck with gas. So we see him talking, talking, uh, uh, giving him directions. Then we see him put the gas tank in the back of his truck. He toting that thing on him. He got a good, good pump action shotgun in the back (laughs) of his truck, which... Isn't that alarming? If it's right. a rural area, right. 1920s, 1930s, 
if he on a farm, he, I mean, he gonna have a couple rifles, uh, uh, shotguns, something. Sure. Off, either for for hunting or for getting people off of his property. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just how it was. You know what I'm saying? My granddad, right. he was even though he was in the navy, he had hella rifles. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's just you know that's just you know they they just had stuff like that. So right. Um. I right, so Lester, uh, uh, he. He leaves, goes to the farm. This mug is, mm. I mean, dust bold. Okay. <laughs> it's just desolate. Ain't nobody there. It's in the middle. It is curse the cowardly dog in the middle of nowhere. It is yeah, just right. <laughs> no other houses with her husband. Use this bag. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> literally in Great the middle reference. of nowhere. And, uh, uh if she's just hello hello there's literal uh uh what's the thing tumbleweeds blowing around yep. it looked like a scene out of fifo goes west okay it was just nothing he's peeking in it's a bunch of uh uh seemingly houses but those are like different sheds and barns and stuff uh he peeks in them ain't no lights and no electricity like that out in those rural areas so if you peeking into a house you might as well have a real bright lantern or a flashlight on you um right. so he peeking in ain't nobody there ain't nobody there sees a kid run out sees a kid go he's like hey kid i'm just trying to you know is anybody he dips out and he's like oh crap so goes chase the kid down he goes into the house kid jumps out the closet attacks him <laughs> uh res- able to wrestle him to the ground gets him up uh uh and you know bring brings him in right so i'm gonna stay i'm gonna stay on this for a little minute i'm gonna stay on this okay so so we get <laughs> so we get to uh the kid in the police station now and the cop is like already gone um and i want to stay on this because i don't want to jump back and forth so so much if that's okay with you we could just that's fine. try to make it. That's fine. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so, uh, so, uh, uh, um, so at this time, there had been uh, apparently a lot of a couple of kids that had been gone missing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, you know, in the world that just happens. You know what I'm saying? That's probably exactly why a special task force for juveniles is, is created this what this what this uh uh detective lester is on right hmm. so boy sits there and it's another kid there and he's just like weapon is the ruler or stick or something as he's doing that the kid is has ptsd and he's starting to have flashbacks of a someone covered in blood seemingly chopping up a body over and over again. And the kid is freaking out. Right. Right. right? So he's just like, Hey, I need that cop to come back here. I need some, I, I need something to tell him the boy. I hate this time period. You know, not just cause, not just cause of, of, of how things would have went with me, but because of how they treat everyone who is not an adult and and a male yo like it yeah. is 
He's busy, kid. He doesn't have time to screw around with you. Hello. <laughs> I am a child in noticeably distress. Right. You need to get this officer down here to talk to me right now. So Detective Lester comes down, super condescending, right? You got me out here in this rain. He lights a cigarette, blows it in the kid. Like, <laughs> so what do you want? What you what you want? What you call me down here for? Like, I'm I immediately, busy. I'm not gonna lie. I immediately, I immediately thought of when he blew the smoke in the kid's face. All I could think about was Kevin Hart. When he's like, you can smoke, just don't blow it in their face. <laughs> like <laughs> talking about the SpongeBob yeah. uh, dude fresh out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that man, that, that everything about this was like so cringy to me because I'm just like, they really treated people so badly, yo. If you had yeah. any bit of authority or if you were an adult, that was just it, right? So he so at first this kid is on the now I don't know I don't know I don't know maybe this was at a time where a lot of punk ass kids was calling the police you know what I'm saying playing a lot of pranks doing a lot of goofy stuff you know what I'm saying so maybe this guy's a little desensitized maybe he gets a lot. He's in he's in uh child protective services, uh uh hunting down missing kids and and dealing with kids' cases, this, that, and the third. So I can imagine right. that he's probably ran into one too many little punk ass little kids. Yeah. Bernie, Bernie Mac was a punk ass kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I could I could imagine that. If you are any kind of human being. And you look at this little kid's face yeah, and sees the amount of dread and despair on his face. And he looks at you and says, me and my uncle murdered kids. Mm. Would your first reaction go, <laughs> you bullshit? <laughs> right 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 exactly right that's not something that like kids just fucking say like that's not like (laughs) like kids kids just don't just say hey uh can i go get you know can i watch some uh, spongebob by the way me and my uncle we murder kids (laughs) you know what i mean like he immediately was just like, ah, you're just pulling, you're just pulling my leg, kid. Ha, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, 1920s, man. <laughs> Smoke <laughs> cigarette. Like, and it, it and it is not until he shows him these pictures of kids that he has in his personal file yeah. that has been missing. But he says, about 20. I lost count. Pulls out. At least 12 or 15 pictures. Yeah. At least 10 pictures minimum. Lie them down on the table like it's spades. Right. <laughs> if 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 you if you know these, if you've seen these kids. 
Joker, Joker, Deuce, Deuce. He full, full house. Every single picture that that kid was handed, he identified as kids that me and that his him and his uncle murdered. It wasn't until then where he was he, he was too stunned to speak. Okay, mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh my god!" Picks up one. Crap! I don't look. I've been looking for this kid for you know whatever. Picks up one more picture. Crap! This the Walter kid. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Gets his jacket, runs out. Kids sobbing. Kid. Kid, kid back then, I knew as as rural and as God-fearing everybody had to be, I absolutely knew that kid was like, I'm going to hell and I'm scared. He was sobbing his little eyes out, understandably. He could he couldn't have been no more than 13 if that. So it's while we're on the subject. Go ahead and hit me with the the history fact. I don't think I don't think he that kid is shown again in the rest of the movie, right? No, other other kids, other kids are shown after him. But this is the last time he but no besides besides them going back to the farm and he's like, dig these bodies up. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Is the okay. last time. Then so, you see other kids. Okay, that's yeah. So, but anyways, this is a good place to to uh put this little deep dive, little yep. little little tidbit. Yeah. So uh they never specify in the movie what happens to this to this kid. So according to IMDB, and it's the it's a really, really, really long long thing so i'll just summarize it after this incident the kid um he's found guilty of being essentially a accomplice however the the judge was very sympathetic to the kid uh believed that he was that he was obviously you know he was he's a he's a kid he was forced to do this he was he was in fear of his own life so yeah. on and so forth. So the judge, instead of sentencing him to live the rest of his life in prison, uh, basically sent him away to a reform school. Okay. okay. Where he was for pretty much until he was like 18. Yeah. After that, after he turned 18, he was then sent back to Canada where he pretty much immediately enlisted in the Canadian military because this is during world war ii okay becomes a very decorated war hero returns back to canada where he lives out the rest of his life but uh it says here that uh he later worked as a mailman for 28 years he married adopted and raised two children and several local community causes throughout his life, earning him the like the citizens merit award of his hometown. Mm-hmm. Um and he passed away at the at you know due to old age in 1991. Whoa. So the kid after this, after experiencing all of this, goes to the army. You know, he's already he can say this is 
really fucked up, but like he's already desensitized. So no, because, that's true. That's true. You know what I mean? Like he already like has the he already has the trauma part already are you know already figured out. Uh he yeah. goes ends up being a war hero, doesn't doesn't go into detail. I'm sure you could probably look it up as to what he did. Um, but yeah, goes back to, to his hometown, ends up being a like a really key member of the local community, and he wins like the uh citizens award and he dies as an old married man at you know in 1991. It's wild. Big 180, big, big 180 for what he experienced, too, because the judge could have very well have been like, well, he done already did the crime. Now it's time to do the time and just put him in. You know what I'm saying? He was probably, you know, he was probably already a preteen teenager or whatever. They could have been like, well, you're, he was, you know, he was he was fit. Uh, he was 14 at the time that he confessed 15 when he was put on trial. Oh, yeah, they would have adults. <laughs> right. <laughs> Throw them in there with the adults. Um, that's 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 good that he was able to take that and flip it. Cause and even even if even even if that, even if that still was the case where the judge still showed leniency, the trauma alone, right? He could have went back home and started doing stuff himself. Sure. Uh, uh, ha- sure. Having a uh, uh, you ever seen that? What what's that is the the curse of the curse of Frankenstein, <laughs> where where the 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 lady Frankenstein now has the uh, dude's mind in her head and starts doing yeah. a bunch of crazy like it's it, it, he could have started doing stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But instead, complete 180 and apparently does fantastic. Yeah for himself that's that's good that's good yeah so uh so, yeah, happy so, yeah. so that you for him <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> for for that man yes yes for that so yeah boy. so uh so he confesses to it uh dude realizes that they done fucked up he ends mm-hmm. up going back and uh talks to the um uh captain jones mm-hmm. captain jones is like dude like it's a it, you know it's a closed case what are you doing like just get go go back to doing what you were doing like don't you know this is this is a fool's errand and he essentially this detective essentially uh lester disobeys that order oh, yeah. takes essentially he does <laughs> takes a, a few detectives with him takes the mm-hmm. boy brings it back to the the, the house, yeah. the farm, yeah, and has him point out where the bodies were buried, and that's when he starts to dig them up, and that's when they find the bones and all that. And then, um, the thing is, like, I the, the one thing I just kept thinking about as well watching this is like, God, it sucks that they didn't have DNA back then because they, if this was today, they would have been able to identify every Man. fucking kid that was buried there. And all of this could have been like the the fate of her son. All, all of it could have been done away with. But because that didn't exist back then, you know what I mean? They just had these just random bones. And and again, that's that's another thing, too, that like we often forget is that like, yes, dental records were a thing. We talked about that with the uh, dentist. However, though. Like, it's not like today or I would say even back in the 70s before they were able to do DNA, 
where you had extensive medical information and medical charts that like if you found a bone, you can match it with a person, you know, with a certain kid because bones are all different and all that. They didn't even have that kind of information back then. So like if you had a femur, there was no way for you to know who that femur belonged to. And so you're just all they had was there's a pile of bones we're just going to take the kid's word for it that the kids that the kids that he identified in these photos are the kids that are in this hole. You know what I mean? Like, crazy! it's wild, wild to me. Crazy, man. Thank God for technology, man. That's all I can say, man. Look, cause that nowadays that saves a lot of people's hearts. So, so yeah, so that happens. And so he, I, I think this starts, uh, I don't know how much this lines up in the movie, but just just this last little tidbit on that dude. Um, I think that starts a little bit of his redemption uh, with that kid. Cause yeah. the, uh, uh, Buddy just like, I, right, you put him there, go ahead and dig him up. What, a, what, as terrible as that is, as terrible as that is, especially for a child. Mm-hmm. I think that was the right call. I'm sorry. I think for <laughs> I think that was the right call right. on the detective's part. Mm-hmm. You just absolutely admitted. You just admitted, and, and now have is backing and now fully backing up that you killed all these kids. Yeah. Kids probably much much way younger than you. Though this was not your fault, you were completely literally held at gunpoint to do this right these are still your actions yep so now you have to atone for for your actions right plain and simple Oof! i would be i mean he starts to cry every bone he picks up every skull that's unearthed with dirt with every bit of that shovel tears are falling down this kid's face and yeah. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't even imagine, let alone being being tortured and messed with himself by his own relative. Right. But to to do the things that he had was forced to do and then go back and face his demons like that at yeah. a preteen age. Whew, yeah. I'm glad he got redemption. I'm I'm glad the clock got pushed back for him because whoo! If right. that would have been me, I would have folded like laundry. So, uh, so where are we at? So yeah, so they find the they find the bodies. Um, that's when I don't know how f- fast we jump ahead here. Um, we go cu- we cut back to Angela Jolie. She goes to the doctor. The doctor's like, there's nothing wrong with you because that's it. She uh, she refuses to take medication. There's a yeah. scene where they try to force force her to take the, med- the uh, medication. Amy Ryan's character, Carol, jumps in to like pull the people off of her. She ends mm-hmm. up getting taken and getting uh, basically like shock therapy to the, to the head. Basically, where, <laughs> where no she's guard, no yeah she's uh she's left pretty much i mean incapacitated she still has her wits to her thank god um but that's when um 
uh, so to keep with her her storyline, uh, she insists that she doesn't need medication. Doctor says, "All right, then if there's nothing wrong with you, then you can sign this paper saying that you were wrong and that it was your child the whole time." And she's like, "I'm not fucking signing that." And they're like, "Okay, well then you're gonna have to take the medication." And she's like, "Well, that's not gonna happen." She ends up getting taken pretty much to the same room to have the same thing done to her. Obviously, they were probably going to crank the power up a lot higher so that she would have been mentally just fried. But thankfully, yeah. our boy Gustav steps in with the uh, <laughs> with um with my man uh, and Jeff <laughs> with 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 my man Jeff Peterson who plays the prosecutor um mm. absolutely incredible we'll get to him in just a second um mm-hmm. and they uh they show the paper that the 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 body of her son or the the bones were were in fact found and then she is essentially given one more opportunity to sign the paper she says no and then he's like grab your things get the fuck on out of here and uh can i pause right there can i pause right there sure sure as soon as he would have said that cold clocked okay you understand <laughs> me everybody everybody getting rocked everybody getting everybody getting hands you understand right. me want just one good one what that the the the, the the orderly at the uh 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 the front desk Ask her, and I've seen that lady in other roles, and she basically plays the same role that she did in this. Just a mean, nasty <laughs> old nurse. Wow, just just the 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 lady that 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 shoved her in the room in the first place, or opened the door. Breakfast is here. You getting it too, lunch lady? Why you get everybody? As as right. as <laughs> as my dad, as my dad would 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 say, these hands are rated E for everyone. Look, <laughs> and everybody playing. Everyone's playing. Everybody. Every, Everybody's playing Madden. It's, it's, every, a, it's just John Madden's ghost in the background. Look here. She lines up and then boom. <laughs> she just. <laughs> so, that was a great so, punch here. Good look at that left hook. <laughs> so uh yeah, they get they get Joe Rogan into like commentary, the whole thing. Um but uh, yeah, so she ends up getting uh, she she ends up leaving. Gustav runs into her. He's like, "We're gonna see to it that justice is served." Uh, that's when the courtroom part of the movie starts, which I thought was yeah. extremely well done. Another little fun fact: the courtroom, while obviously a lot of it's kind of like pieced together for the sake of time, all the dialogue that you hear in the courtroom scenes are taken directly from the courtroom transcripts, which Ooh, I thought was really, nice. it was really, really, really cool. A nice little Take, touch taken, there. Taken from, the, taken from the real courtroom transcripts that right. transpired. So everything, okay. everything you hear in that courtroom uh, scene is taken direct. Like the, those were things that were actually said, which is why, like, for instance, when our, when our guy, J.J., jones gets up on the stand he's like i didn't throw her i escorted her that was something that he actually really fucking said like that was in fact i'm pretty sure that that little snip from what i read that little snippet was what ended up in the paper where he was like his little smart ass remark 
Um, and the fact that like the, you know, the people were just like, seriously, dude, like really. Um, and again, I'm going to bring this up because this is like his shining moment. Jeff Pearson, the prosecutor, hands down one of the best prosecutors I've ever heard or ever seen in a, in a fucking film. He just dude, like, Oh my God, he stole the show hilariously. I know, I know you're not a fan of the show or you've never, at least you haven't watched it. I, (laughs) I only know that guy from this movie and one other movie where he also plays or not a movie TV show where he is, has a brief, brief, moment in a television show called it's always sunny in philadelphia if you were a fan of the show you know the it's the episode uh mac kills his dad um where he plays a prosecutor and it's a hilarious scene but that guy it was absolutely incredible uh stole the show really really i mean he was just the goat couldn't i just oh god i could watch a whole movie based on just him um and uh, that's where they they um, uh, kind of sort everything out. The chief of police, which we didn't really talk about him. Um, he yeah. gets basically nixed out of there. JJ, our, our guy, Captain JJ, he gets let go. Uh, yeah. Crowd cheers. Um, and then, of course, they find uh the murderer mm-hmm. guilty which you know to kind of go back okay when that detective first first comes in contact with this fucking guy played by um Jason Butler Harmer mm-hmm. Harner sorry um right. which if you're if you if you've watched the show Ozark he played the detective in the show Ozark mm-hmm. um how in the world when you're if you're a detective and you come across that guy in the middle of the fucking desert, looking the way he does, talking the way he does, I would have been like, dude, you're guilty of something. Like, I know you did something. You know what I mean? I gotta give it to him. He played a really good creepy guy. Um, he gets tried. Man, he played it so well. He got he gets tried, and that's when. He approaches Angelina Jolie, um, Christine, and says, Mm. I did not kill your son. I'm being wrongfully convicted of this. And of course, that sparks this idea in her that her son is still out there. Yeah. 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 And then um, we, you know, there's this little moment where um, after the after the after the the hearing um, we we kind of see her trying to, you know, return back to a, a normal life. Um, and she's still looking for her son. And even though the detective's like, he's probably dead. She's like, I don't care. I'm still going to be looking for him. I know he's still out there. Um, you know, he yeah. said that he didn't kill him. So there's a possibility. That's when the dude, right before he gets uh, hung, request to see her uh so she goes thinking that he's going to tell her that he you know he without a doubt did not kill her son but she gets there and he cops out at the last second they have this again really really emotional scene by 
Angelina Jolie, where she kind of like she she gets more pep to her step. She's less mousy, way more direct in this in this moment. Uh, tell you know, just get straight more with him. Pep. She, she she pinned him between. Let me let me set the scene real quick. I know, hmm. I know you're trying to fly through this. He so he bsing. He 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 crazy. He just he's just out of his mind crazy from the moment he buddy gets picked up. He's uh the papers. I didn't know you guys were he's just out of his mind. I didn't know I was so famous. He just glossy-eyed, always smiling, hairs always look like he just got out the shower, just like just crazy, right? So yeah. they meet there or whatever, right? And so he's he he his his like tendencies as this person is just like oh this is such a damn good role man he just Dude. i didn't i i didn't think that you were gonna this is like i've seen this before like this is exactly how i don't know what to call it but like when when people have that type of disorder going on like this is exactly how it is like i didn't I, I, it's, it's, he literally says, you know, I, I, it was different writing in, in the letter than it is seeing you face to face. Like now I absolutely don't want to tell you anything. So. Well, he, he, he like, essentially like, would say he essentially like, he's like, he gets off on the shock value. Like he, he is obviously a psychopath. He's like, he's finding joy out of the fact that he is tormenting her, mm-hmm. which again, so it's important that that scene was, was done obviously for just to, as like one little knife in, in the, in the back there. Mm-hmm. However, there's another reason why that scene was included. And that doesn't come full circle until we see him at his hanging because when he's about to get hung, he gets the bag put over his head and he starts to sing uh silent night. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, again, this is another thing that I found out. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> him singing silent night just before getting hung while not detailed in the movie had a very sinister meeting behind it in real life. One of the mothers of the slain victims claimed that her son, who was killed at the hands of Mr. Uh, Westcott, would often request his mother to sing Silent Night as he fell asleep and would have more than likely sang the song to himself if he was unable to fall asleep. It is speculated that he sang this as another cruel jester before his death. So the reason why, and again... Kudos to our director Clint Eastwood here for God, oh, for yo. for not for not like for just leaving that little nugget in there. The whole scene where she confronts him in the jail in the uh, interrogation room—that's to set up the fact that he loves he like again he gets off on that idea of just sticking one more knife into the back of his victims. So when he goes up there, he sings that song. And that's the reason why he sings that specific song, because the mother of that child is there as he's getting hung. Yeah. Woo! 
Full yeah. no punches, huh? Full no punches, huh? You're just going, God, dog, that is that. I would, oh. I thank you for that because I, because I was like, why is he singing Silent Night? That then that right there is, woo, just woo. So yeah, so he 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 goes he goes off to hell. Um, I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, look, I'm sorry, hey, buddy, but as as much as he played at the table, you know, uh, I've been good ever since. The Reverend says, if I, you know, repent and and everything, I I fully fully understand that that is what the word says. You know what I'm saying? If you said, if you confess with the mouth, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. And if you repent of your sins, you'll be good. That man was not repentant. He don't. Yeah, he don't. There was no. There was no. He don't. (laughs) Right. Which is why I kind of had a laugh because um, for those who don't know, back in, I don't know if they, I forget, there might be one state that still does hangings. I don't, I, that, that, that might be a lie. I I think it's a pretty much outlawed form of punishment. But back then, during hangings, there would have been a priest there. That is 100% accurate. And the priest would have said a final prayer before the guy, before the person would be hung. So when he calls out, pray for me, pray for me. I love how it shoots the look to the priest. And he's like, what are you looking at me for? I ain't, I'm not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I don't know why I'm here. Well, does he not, does he not say something right before he walks up the steps? I could be wrong, but I thought the priest said something before or maybe does he just look at him or something I think he, does. he just know. looks at him i don't remember him uh, saying okay. anything which is why i kind of uh, like i had a laugh because he's like i don't know why i'm here listen you guys, you guys told me to uh, show up i found out what this dude did i ain't saying shit i don't i don't care <laughs> <laughs> like, the Yo. lord knows the lord the lord knows the lord forgives if this guy if this guy pops up in heaven i'm gonna be hella shocked uh but i <laughs> i'm not i'm not saying nothing you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, so buddy, he, uh, he, uh, that dude, he, you know, another one bites the dust. So, I don't know how much time passes between now and then, but I want to say uh, it's a, cu- I mean, it's a couple of years. Yeah. Um, got, cause it's in the me. early 30s when she gets notified that a yeah. one of the one of the kids who was is yeah. held captive yeah. uh escaped and he comes forward and that's when he tells a story about the fact that uh him and her son and this other kid uh were trying to escape the kid got his leg caught um Walter went back to save the kid the yeah. um the evil guy is woken up comes out and he starts shooting his shotgun um which were we can assume that walter was struck by a fragment or a bullet or something cuz one of them gets yeah. hit yeah because one of them like tri- because you're right cuz one of them does trip and stumble and for a second I couldn't tell 
if it was because he was tripping over something trying to get to cover right. as he was shooting or if he got grazed because all three of the kids so 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 three kids uh and, uh, uh uh the boy that that comes back Walter and one other unidentified kid all three of them get away and all of them are going running off into the night and as soon as buddy come out and start blasting there's like you know some stumps some debris big branches and they're still right. like little little kids right. so it's stuff that they can they're trying to duck behind that they're able to uh, uh get behind cuz they're so small right so Either one, either you're correct, either one of them does get grazed or he's tripping, trying to get over uh, to cover. But uh, and again, I I mean, Uh, again, the way that it's shot and it's done 100 percent intentionally, you're not sure which the kids wouldn't have been sure either because it would have been pitch fucking black. They would not have been able to see really where they were going. Um, The kids get separated. This kid obviously makes it out. Uh, he yeah. successfully escaped, but the other two boys were have never been found. They were never identified. Yeah. So he doesn't he just simply says that he doesn't know if they ever got recaptured or what happened to them. And that's right. when Angelina Jolie is like, OK, so there is a chance that he did escape. And that's when the there's that last final moment with her and um, the detective where she's like, I'm going to keep keep. I'm going to keep looking because, you know, as long as there's a chance, I'm not going to give up. And then she uh, that's when the movie kind of concludes by saying that, uh, you know, she never stopped looking for her son, implying that he was never found. Yeah. Yeah. And it man, what a what a great. So so even like after the uh, uh, so two uh, the two things I want to get to is. Uh, when the she gets a call um, and it's her and presumably another lady, obviously who had her son lost, presumably she she either would have met her during one of the court cases or during the hanging as one of the parents yeah. who uh, lost her kids. And right. that's they that's were right. like they were they were pretty friend they they seemed very friendly. That's at right. least, if not having some kind of connection to each other. Um, so uh, uh, she goes, Angelina go, Jolie goes, and so does she. And then she comes up, she's just like, they found my son, they found my son. So she still goes and hears. And so then the, 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 the way this kid talks, like I said, this is like, three years or something like after the fact or whatever. So it's been, it's, it's been some years afterwards. So, you know, he's talking about everything or whatever. Um, And so the detectives like, you know, you've been gone this long, you know, why didn't you just come clean? And maybe the kid at this time, maybe again, another preteen, 13, maybe 14, you know, years old or whatever. At that time, maybe he was like 11 to 12. Bruh, you just got, he got kidnapped for who knows how long. Yeah. He was, he was in there, ran for his life, had an extremely, extremely traumatic. He witnessed all, he, he was named, he was, uh, uh, able to name some of the kids, able, 
to name Walter, right? Um, and witnessed every single one of those kids get mm-hmm. brutally butchered outside the chicken coop in which they were uh, 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 held captive in, then ran for his life. What you mean, why didn't he come clean? Are you stupid? Right. He was afraid right. for his life, afraid for his family's life, that he explains that maybe the dude finds out who his mom and mom and dad are and goes to them and starts to kick. What are you talking about? Why didn't he come clean? He was and again. So we stayed again, random lady for all this time. And again, as we've as we've illustrated kids, it's their word versus an adult's word. They had no chance. So this kid probably thinking to himself, if I tell anybody what happened, they're going to immediately think I'm lying or I'm exaggerating. They're not going to take me seriously. And then if I if I fucking fall into the the hands of this guy again, no one's going to believe that this guy is a psychopath. So, like, for all the reasons we've talked about, as far as like when it comes to authority figures and women and kids aren't really taken seriously, I uh, 1000 percent understand why he didn't come forward immediately, why it took him so long. To probably, he probably waited until he was old enough that like he would have been taken more uh, seriously or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's it it is it's it's really sad back then how how things were like you know just like you said this this entire time even even me as a black man like back then I they I there would have been a couple times where I would have been dead. And unfortunately, that would have been the same kind of scenario. Instead of the the language for a woman, it, you know, she's hysterical, you right. know, she's uh, out of her mind, this, that, and the third. For me, it would have been, you know, uh, you know, you know, their people get really angry and and aggravated and he was being uncivilized and, you know, this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, they didn't believe, they didn't believe this lady. They didn't believe these kids. Like the, the, the very reason all of this stuff went down. The only person who did that, she had allies, but too much stuff happened in between everything. If, 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 if something could have happened quicker with the Reverend and the, and the and the uh, 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 the proce- the the prosecutor or whatever, um, if they could have rallied together quicker, maybe maybe you know all of this stuff very well might not have happened. Because just like Buddy said, he said you you prop this kid up um, in front of uh, of her for months and wasted time. Time could have spent saving Walter, and well, the kid the kid. He he lied to us. How are we supposed to know you niggas is adults and he's a child? Right. Now, my question to you is and he's a child. Now, my question to you is me and me and Tay, uh, my wife, were talking about this uh, today, actually. It's not made 100 percent clear. All right. So, like, I want to get your take on this when the boy who they were pretending to be her son. When he gets returned back to his mother, mm-hmm. the way that mother 
reacts to the whole situation made me question of whether or not that was his real mother. Cause like the kid, the kid explains what his motivation was for lying and going through with the whole charade, which is just, he wanted to be in Hollywood and wanted to, yeah, Yeah. just was stupid fucking kid thing. But like the way that whole interaction with him being reunited with his mother, it gives me some shred of doubt that that was his mother. It almost, again, giving what we know about the LAPD and they just wanted to have a happy ending. This kid, and then again, the reason, another reason why I'm thinking about this is because the way that we're introduced to this kid in the beginning is he's with this creepy dude in a diner and it's implied that he's kidnapped by this dude. This dude's having this kid hostage, whatever the case is. You know what I mean? Really? Really? I genuinely thought he was just a bum traveling with, uh, traveling with his son like they were homeless or whatever. Well, no, because he's just like, well, I'm just leaving this kid here. Well, because again, like the I you could you could I guess connect the dots and say that the dad was just getting rid of his son and that it was the mom the whole time who was out looking for him. I don't know. It's still the way that she reacts to the whole situation didn't make me a hundred percent feel that that was his real mom, that it was just another woman that they, that she was like, Oh, I'll, I'll adopt a child. I'll pretend like I'm the mom. And this kid clearly is just so like wrapped up in his little fantasy world of being in Hollywood that he doesn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, and he's like, Oh, the LAPD told me to do all this. They're like, okay, that's enough. It's enough. You know, get him on the train, you know, silly kids. Oh yeah. yeah, I do. Kids you know what I mean? The darndest thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the mom definitely the mom definitely played a role as soon as she she was all smiles and she was, I'm happy that you're here, and very much so the persona of what the LAPD wanted from Christine, you know. Yeah, as, and as again, like very I'll have to look into this, but like you know, the, the other thing you have to keep in mind too because like you one at one point you could say why would a mother actively go along with this ruse you have to keep in mind this is during the great depression you know people are losing their possessions they're scrounging for everything it's not entirely impossible that when the kid was found the LEPD could have paid off the family or this mother if it is his real mother and they, the mother would have been like, well, he's in a better, he's with a better family. He's being taken care of way better than what we could have done, which again, happened all the time, especially out, you know, in the, in the Midwest families during the great depression would often send their kids away um, to different places or with relatives or such. So maybe that could be the, uh, the reason, but again, though, man, I, I just, I'm not convinced well, that that was his point, real mom. Even to your point of like the Great Depression and stuff, like even, even you know, back then, especially in rural areas that you're talking about that, you know, people was having 12, 15 kids. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? So especially during like the Great Depression era, uh, kids had to have been dying off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. So... 
to that specific point, um, if she was playing a role, either A, your theory, I think, this is another theory, either yes, uh, uh, this could be uh, the mom who is her that was, you know, coerced into this and now she's playing, you know, just really happy that her son did this thing or whatever and she was able to help the play whatever or uh uh just like you just or uh just like you were saying that uh um it's not the mom that she's playing a role and that maybe uh uh to this end for her on her this is her pay for maybe during sure. this Great Depression area, sure. maybe she was in a rural area or something. Maybe she lost her son due to illness sure. or something or whatever. Absolutely. And now her payment for putting on this role is getting a child. The same way, the same way this boy's payment for putting on this role of Walter was, you know, sure. going to Hollywood. You know what sure. I mean? So I think I think I think that I think you for sure got something of like man that wasn't you know because that 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 was the that was the perfect persona of what because again the the police chief is just like well you know we make mistakes but we've rectified it and by golly we found right. the child's real mother and we were just bamboozled by 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 the lies of what this child was saying but the great work of the lapd and like all this you know uh 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 what what did I what did I uh used to say? Whatever the whatever the band, the uh, the Chuck E. Cheese band, Sunshine Business, whatever, whatever, just this great, like super robotic, right, you know, like just prepared lines and like all this stuff or whatever of just putting on just this cheese factor just to get, you know, something. Um also my, my other thing. Why in the hell they ain't in jail? Why are they fired and demoted? What? Oh, it's actually a lot worse than that, man. Um, so this what? is another thing that I this is another thing I found on IMDb that really um irritated the hell out of me. So it says um um hold on, I'm gonna find it in a second. Uh, in history, the chief of police, James E. Davis, um, he was chief from 1926 to 1929. And then 1933 to 19, 1938 was demoted following the Collins debacle. However, far from being his uh, only consequence, this was merely a temporary setback in Davis's career. Two years after his demotion, he was reappointed chief of the LAPD, continuing to serve in this capacity until 1938 or 1939. So he was just kicked out and brought right back in. Like, what the fuck, man? So, so he was just in detention. He was, <laughs> Basically. Just, now you think about what you've done. You're in timeout for right now. Ugh. Come back in 30 minutes. Fucking disgusting. Um, that's, yeah. That's so great. Why? Like, that's, that is absolutely crazy to me, yo. 
that that and but that doesn't that doesn't surprise me but that still just sucks so wild that's just like all right well it's, it's like you see you see that one's that one's it's not funny but you see that one spongebob episode where they think they're doing a, a big crime or doing something or whatever and right. they get hauled in by the police and they're just like Stealing the balloon. You do the crime. You did still yes. Stealing the balloon. He get caught. They confess. The cops are like, "All right, we'll take him in." You do the crime. You do the time. All right, time's up. Now get <laughs> out of here, you precocious right. scamps, <laughs> silly kids, uh, right. silly it's white man. Come on so, now. So you gotta yeah. you gotta do crime better. You gotta do crime better if you're gonna crime. Bro, throw yeah. every letter of the law at them. But you know, I I get it. I get why they weren't. Why did why it did happen? Because <laughs> everyone's cheering and hurraying. Yay! They lost their jobs. A, a young child, children lost their lives. They yeah. should be in jail for the rest of their years. But you know, um, yeah. So another. Fun fact, I uh, this didn't come up in our um, assessment, but another little fun fact about this movie that, again, just goes to show just the, the little attention to detail. So the theme song, because that's another thing about this movie is there's like hardly any music, which is yeah. way more haunting, um, you know, so that that was a good choice. But the theme song from this movie, the the song that specifically plays at the very end, uh, when you know it's showing the end and credits, that song is the song "Baby Mine" from the 1941 movie Dumbo, only played on a piano. This was picked due to Angelina Jolie loving the song and thinking it fit the theme of the movie and fit the time that it takes place in. So, all this is the the homework for our audience. Uh, you can listen to the original version of Baby Mine from Dumbo on YouTube. Pay close attention to the lyrics of that song because it is hauntingly applicable to this movie. And kudos to Angelina Jolie for suggesting this song be played at the end of this movie. Like, you know, it's not a perfect rendition but it you you hear the two they're extremely similar they're just one slowed down a little bit and obviously it's just one's on the piano but yeah uh it's baby very mine. baby mine from the movie dumbo the 1941 original well i'm not gonna read those out loud <laughs> yeah <laughs> having this movie in thought absolutely not yeah Woo! that's crazy yeah. Yeah, so good, good, uh, good pick there by Angelina Jolie, man. Like that was that was uh, as people in the '90s said, that was that was a clutch, a clutch choice. Uh, anyways, um, all right, so let's get to our rating of yeah, this film. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, sir. Since you had this was your first time watching it, and this was uh, my pick, why don't you go first? Rome. Man, there's so there are times where I look at movies 
and I go, how would I go in that situation? Like I brought up so many times here. And mm-hmm. in those instances, those are dumb movies. <laughs> in those instances where yeah. I think like how I would act in those situations realistically, I'm like, every decision here is dumb. Makes no sense. Why is this happening? A human being would not do this. This is not one of those instances. Yet. <laughs> I put myself absolutely in in the situation because of the time, because of me thinking about the social and political narrow, uh, 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 norms that had to be going about at that time from everything from what a man did to a woman did of how police and everyone else did every single thing I had to be like, Oh wait, Nope. I, that that's right. Just, uh, Angelina Jolie's character would be this very mousy to herself, uh, 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 only to the brink of of madness is mm-hmm. when she's actually pushing and 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 getting past the, the the BS lies and everything else is when she's really really pushing uh, uh, to get every bit of help for her and her son, no matter what the cops said or anything like that. Before all of that, every single thing those dudes said, she just followed. She just followed and trusted. And even even if it wasn't trusted, it was, what can I do? What can I really do? From the train station scene, she might as well have felt like a gun was being held to her back for the entirety of the movie. Every single thing that happened to her was at all of the whim of of the police. Their word, a room full of a room full of men with power against one woman that apparently no only only four people, four or five people come to her rescue, really. You know what I mean? Like, like the the whole, just like you said earlier, the whole neighborhood didn't rally. Um, um, it wasn't until it was on the news and in the papers that the whole city did. You know what I'm saying? When they was going to uh, uh to trial, and that was at the yeah. very end of the movie. Where was all of this beforehand? Where was all of this when she was pleading repeatedly? Good question, right? Uh, 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 uh. The reverend um, and the dentist and the, the the teacher and the prosecutor all were on her side. Any other time, she just rolled over and took it. And it, I'm like, yo, ain't no way, ain't no way this this could have happened. And no one, no one out of all the moments of her going out and crying for help her neighbors uh i guess understandably i guess she doesn't have any family members in all of los angeles so i guess it was just her and walter the entire time 
She couldn't call no fam other family members. She couldn't call on no na- on any other neighbors to help her out. Like yeah. it, it wasn't until the very end is I got it. I'll go to my teacher. I'll go to my son's teacher. I'll go to to mm-hmm. my son's dentist. Don't you see a doctor on the regular? A dentist? You should be getting big medical like. What was the big thing back then? Polio or whatever. I know people got shots for that. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there were that like it. There were so many things where I was just like, I swear, <laughs> if this lady don't say nothing, but because of how America worked and how the dynamic of a uh, 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 society was, even even in black society. Uh, or any other society, man goes to work, man comes home, woman stays home with child, yeah. takes cares of home, takes care of home, cleans home. Man comes home, woman cooks, has sex with man, goes to sleep, does it all over again. Man goes to work, woman stays home, possibly, maybe has a job. That yeah. was it. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, this is so nutty how it just took the reverend and the prosecutor to do. Buddy, man, he to the T was every single was turned up for her. Mm -hmm. He was on a thousand in that courtroom and threw every letter at them dudes, every single thing was just just all of what she should have been doing um the acting was superb the the dude who played the killer man he played crazy man he played that so well oh he played that it wasn't over the top right you know what i'm saying it wasn't underplayed it was like the right amounts the cops were as crooked as they could come the the uh the uh jones boy he played smug good he i wanted every second he was on the screen i wanted to give him a good push great great at it uh the the style of the 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 speech and how everyone was talking in this, that, and the third. Like, I loved it. It was to the T for me as much as I, I've seen other movies set in that time period. Very, very good. Um, everything was good, man. The drama was Angelina Jolie throwing that plate of baby food. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that was. Wet Play-Doh. I don't know what that was. I hope that wasn't macaroni and cheese. Um, just, <laughs> it's just... Everything. The little boy being creepy and just good, just looking blankly at the mom. Good yeah. night, mommy, and just turning around and just ah, that just that alone creeped me out. You know what I'm saying? Like every the 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 all the whole nut house, the insane asylum, man. Every single one of them nurses to the doctor to the 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 friend that she that she got in there everybody played them roles this is a big 10 for your boy this is big 10 well uh, 
Well, so oh, we're my bad. We we're supposed to my bad. announce my bad. the object. So right, right, right. out of the objects that we are rating this with is from a very specific scene, the climax of the film, I would say. It shows up at the one hour and eleven minute mark. It is when the boy is confessing to the crimes, and the detective is realizing what's going on. There's a shot that it peers to his hand and the fact that he has burned through his entire cigarette pretty much down to his fingers and he hasn't noticed yet to, to symbolize that he's so captivated by this boy's story. I'm going to rate. So we're rating this one to 10 uh, burned cigarettes. And the reason why I picked that object to represent the film is because watching this I felt just as that detective felt where I was so captivated by this film. You know, you said it yourself. You won't, you it was hard to take notes the first time because you were so captivated. Uh, When I watched this, when I watched this movie, I actually made myself a, a, a cup of coffee and I completely forgot to drink it. It wasn't until like maybe the courtroom, the courtroom scene where I went to take a drink and my coffee was ice cold. And that's when I realized like, oh shit, I haven't taken a sip. So if I was smoking a cigarette watching this movie, I would have most definitely had it burned down on my fingers without realizing it. So you gave us a 10 out of 10 burned cigarettes. Man, 10 out of 10 burned cigarettes. I forgot to mention that the, uh, the, the boy that, that, was, that was in on the killings too. Boy, he did great. He did. did all the kids. All the kids. These kids in here did fantastic, man. Um. All right. So, I'll kind of make mine a little bit brief. Um. Because you you pretty much said a lot of things I wanted to say. Um. Again. Uh. I do like Clint Eastwood as a director. Um. It is another kind of like fun fact about this was um, there's a couple on this subject. The first one was Clint Eastwood received the script about noon, made himself lunch, began reading the script. And by 4 p.m., he had officially agreed to direct the film. He said that out of all the movies he's directed, this was the fastest he'd ever been from reading the script to agreeing to be the director. So he was captivated by the story. Um, Another one was out of all the movies Clint Eastwood has directed as of 2012, Changeling still serves as his personal favorite project he's done. And it's the one that he's the most proud of. So Clint, my guy, Clint Eastwood, uh, you know, he, he was heavily invested into this film, Uh, did a great job. The cinematography was phenomenal uh tom stern is who's to thank for making the movie look the way it does uh really really well done he's known for doing most of clint eastwood's movies uh so there's a very specific feel and look to uh eastwood's movies and that's because of tom tom stern uh the costumes in the movie were top notch uh again deborah hopper is to thank for that she uh, I was looking at her credits on IMDb. She's only done costumes for Clint Eastwood films. So 
He used her time and time and time again, um, even as recent as his most recent film that he made. Um, I just love it. the acting was incredible. Every single person just killed it. Um, we've talked a lot about the different characters. I mean, even the, just even the kids just uh, killed it. Um, no pun intended with their performances. Um, uh. I. So when I looked at my original rating of this film and I'm pretty sure I rated this movie when I should, when after I watched it with my wife, uh, I gave it a nine out of 10 and I can't remember why I didn't give it a 10 out of 10, but for whatever reason that is, obviously I'm changing my, my rating. I'm updating it now to 10 out of 10 perfectly burned cigarettes. There's not one thing I can say negatively about this film. It is uh, so captive. I mean, again, another thing I love about Clint Eastwood's films is that he is so direct at getting to the fucking point. Like I, I clocked it from the beat from the beginning of the movie to when her son is missing is a grand total of like 11 minutes. Like they wait. He wastes no time getting to the punch of the movie that's something that he has pretty much in all of his movies. I love that fact. So this movie gets right into it. Doesn't waste any time. Ah, uh, yeah. Per- perfect 10 out of 10 movie for me, which brings our score to a perfect 20 out of 20. Um, that's uh, what number three now of a perfect score on our um, on our list. So. Awesome. Perfect score. like to hear that. I, I like to uh, see that. What haven't we given a perfect score to? We did not. Um, 310 to Yuma, we gave uh, collectively 17 out of 20 Hand of Gods. Okay. Uh, the Shack, we gave 15 out of 20 Deer, Deers. Okay. Um, Demon Slayer was a 17 out of 20 Swords. And then um, How's Moving Castle was 16 out of 20 Turnip Heads. Um, that's it. Okay. So now it's time for us to pick our next film. I got my number generator already set up. All right. Three, two, one. And number 118. 118 is... Aha, another television show. Mob Psycho 100. <laughs> it's an it's an anime. Yeah. It's an anime uh, from uh, 2016 to 2022, so it's recent. Um, how many episodes? What total? Of 37 episodes, each 25 minutes a piece. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, we'll get into how we're going to break this up, but for today's purposes, for our audience. You can, uh, that's what we're going to be doing next. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Miles, thank you for doing this with me once again. Thank you guys so much for, for uh, listening. Uh, I'll catch you guys next time on the Deep Dive Podcast. I am your host, Seth Walters. Miles Jones. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you very much. Farewell, kids.